Welcome, everybody, to Christ-Centered Church. Amen. We don't take it lightly that you're here. We believe God and we thank God for just encouraging you this morning to come by here. Hallelujah. God is good. You didn't come here this morning because you're just a great person and you knew to come to church. God had a lot to do with it. What did the Bible say? No man can come to him except they be drawn. Did you know that? So you just don't get up and say, I'm going to get saved. No, that's not how it works. He draws you to get saved. And so that's how we get saved. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 2. Verse number 13 says this, for Adam was first formed, then Eve, men like this kind of verse, they want to say, yeah, man was here first. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. If they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, let thy word be spoken into our hearing this morning. Let the power of God. We've prayed and we've sought thy face and we've asked and petitioned your will to be done in this place this morning. Father, believe there's people in here that you want to touch and heal today. Oh God, there's healing that you want to perform if they will let you. I pray the hearts of every person will be open in this place and that they will go home today healed. They will go home today whole. They will go home today delivered. They will go home today edified. They will go home today, Lord God, just trusting you and enjoying the blessedness of what you have done in their life. We want for the Holy Spirit to have preeminence in this place. And we pray, Lord Jesus, these prayers in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord as you're being seated in the house of the Lord. I want to talk to you today on this topic, saved through childbearing. Saved through childbearing. Special occasion preaching is quite often a little difficult. Got to be honest with you. Because you want to make sure you recognize the special day, like today, Mother's Day. But you can't allow the message, the entire message, to be about mothers. Because if you make the message all about mothers, then what will happen with everyone else that's in the audience? They will feel left out, right? And so it's always a challenge, whether it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, uh, it, it's it's a challenge to minister, but nevertheless, I believe God is going to help us this morning. And one of the reasons that I believe God is going to help us this morning is that Mother's Day is a partial fulfillment of the commandment which says, Honor thy father and thy mother that you may have long life on earth. And so today we're honoring Mothers. It says mothers and fathers. So let's leave fathers out of it today and say we're honoring mothers 
And in doing so, we are fulfilling the commandment that says, Honor thy mother that your days may be long on this earth. I always tell children and young people and even grown-ups, you got to figure it out with your parents because if you don't honor them and treat them good, then you're cutting your life short. But if you honor them and treat them good, then you're looking at good, long life on earth. Because why? The Bible says so. It's a commandment with promise. And Jesus says, if you honor your mother, your days will be long on earth. Anybody want some long days on this earth? Honor your parents. Honor them and let them know you appreciate them. And let them know you love them. And God will see to it you have long days on the earth. You in trouble when you just don't treat your mom or your dad right. Because God is so good because God understands these things. And the bottom line is, regardless of how they have treated you, they brought you here. And you ought to just be thankful that they brought you here. And one of the things that we have to learn about parents, I say this a lot of times, because I'm always going to draw reference to spiritual uh, and natural things. And one thing we have to always realize as parents is there is not a book that's written to say, here is how you parent. Or if there's a book, that's just somebody's opinion. And so when we become parents, uh, we're trying to do it to the best of our ability. Uh, if we were saved, then maybe we would know how to do it just a little bit better. But when we become parents, we're doing it to the best of our abilities. Uh, and we may not get it all right all the time, uh, but the bottom line is we're trying. Uh, and I'm here to say your parents may not do it the way you think they should do it but they tried or they may not understand but guess what they brought you here listen it's like the church that you belong to you might not like everything about it but let's switch it and we'll go back and forth today do you like everything about your family that you were born to? We don't like everything about the family. Somebody got a drunk uncle. Somebody got somebody that talked too much. Somebody got somebody that's always stirring up trouble. And every time the family gets together, there's always some fussing because somebody in the family. So your family is not all that you want it to be. So why do you think your church is going to be everything you want it to be? Oh, God, help us this morning. We have to become smart. We, 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 we gotta trust the Word of God and ask God for wisdom so we don't mess ourselves up and make bad decisions and not really realizing that, you know what? Let me really take a look at this situation. I don't like everything about my natural family and I don't get everything that I want to get through my family. But guess what? It's the same thing with the family of God. You might not like everybody. You might not want, you might not get everything you want out of the church, uh, but if God puts you in that family, that's the family you belong to. Uh, if God say this is your family, that's the family you belong to. Yes, we belong to the family of God, uh, but there's different location, uh, meaning there's different homes, uh, and this is your home, uh, and trust God that he puts you in your home. If You don't just get up and leave your family. Well, some of you may have done that. I'm tired of this family. I'm moving on. <laughs> but when God puts you in a family, you try to stay in that family and realize for good or for bad, 
This is my family. <laughs> I don't like everything that goes on, my, but this is my family right here. And so it's the same thing in the church. You're not going to like everything, but guess what? If it's your family, it's your family. That's where God puts you. That's where God says your family. Just like you can't disown the ones that you were born to, you should not disown the one that God put you with when you became part of the church of the living God. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. While today is a celebratory day and it's an honorable day for mothers, there are so many other emotions that some may be experiencing today. For some of you, you and your mother may not be on good terms. Others, you and your children may not be on good terms. For some of you, your mother may have mistreated you. For some of you, motherhood may be a struggle. For some of you, your mother may have passed on and are no longer with you. For others, biological motherhood may not have been possible in this church, we'll say, so far. I don't know if you're catching that. Yeah. Some of us, which we have read in the Bible, haven't had or may have been told you can't have children biologically. But because I know the God who I serve, I can say just for right now, <laughs> because all he got to do is touch your body. And before you know it, that womb open up uh, and you can have your very own uh, biologically, because that's the kind of God we serve. Uh, I've read in the book so many times uh, of women uh, that did not have uh, the opportunity to bear their own, uh, but they prayed uh, and God came in uh, and touched them in a miraculous way. Uh, and before you know it, uh, they were pregnant with their very own biological child. So regardless of what the report says, I trust God. Somebody need to say, I trust God. Regardless of what the report says, I trust God. It might be your daughter that you want to see have a child and she hasn't yet, but trust God. Trust God. So Mother's Day, I don't want to be naive. And, and and make it like everything is good. There are different emotions that people experience on Mother's Day. You know it's right to celebrate and honor the mothers. But at the same time, many of you have different thoughts and different emotion because of what Mother's Day probably mean to you at this point. But nevertheless, we will do what we know is right in the sight of God, and that's Honor the mothers. And in spite of what's going on, we will look to the Lord and trust him because God will encourage you. God will just keep you moving. God will let you know it's going to be all right. And we need to trust him no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation. We need to just trust God that no matter what we're experiencing through motherhood, we need to know God is with us. And no matter what you have experienced, God is still on your side. Can I tell you this? A mother is always a part of a child's life. Yeah, I know you're going to get quiet. Yeah. I'm about to show it to you though. Because you, you, you know we're close to where I'm going with that one. Nowhere close. 
A mother is always the part or a part of a child's life. And guess what? A child is always a part of a mother's life. All right, so let me drop it on you. Dr. Diana Bianchi of the New England Medical Center have verified that a mother carries the blood cells from each of her children for many years. So when, a, when, when you have a child biologically, their blood cells, because while they were in you, their blood cells, after you deliver them, still stays in you. You didn't know that. I uh, say so you didn't learn anything today. You can say, I learned something. That, that child or your children, blood cell is still in you. It stays in you for many years. So it doesn't matter how old your child is. Don't start calculating. Well, well, it's been a while since I had my last child. Don't even worry about it. I'm telling you what happens uh, that when you carry a child and give birth, uh, their blood cells still go on with you for many years. Mm-hmm. Her research, Dr. Bianchi's research, shows that when a mother carries her unborn child, there is a passive sharing of blood cells back and forth. A mother not only gives life to her child, but she receives something from her child. So she is doing something given to her child, and the child is giving her some cells, some blood cells in her body. Now, that's important. You might not understand how important that is. Listen to this. There are times when a mother gets sick and her own immune system is weak Mm -hmm. and cannot fight off certain kind of disease. It is thought that that baby, that fetal, that child, that she carried and, and, and had those cells in her body, they were still lingering or they're still lingering in that mother's bloodstream. And that, that those cells will rush to help save that mother's. You didn't even know that. That as a mother, when you carry a child and you give birth, because that, that the, the, the blood cells of that child remain in you, even if your immune system don't always have the strength to fight off what it needs to fight off. Guess what? Those cells from the baby, from that child you carried, is still in you, and they're helping you to fight the fight, uh, to help you fight uh, what's coming against your body. And so when you carry a child, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, you don't understand how God uh, is so good. Uh, he gave you a child. He was the one that caused you to become pregnant. Uh, and have a child, but he's so good that God made sure that when he created us, we will always have need of one another. There will always be an exchange from one another because God is that good. There is not one person here today that all you have is all you need. I'm here to tell you, whatever you have, you still have need. Somebody need to thank God that he created you and said, I'm going to make sure... What you have, somebody else need. And what somebody else has, you may need it as well. 
Man, what a God we serve. He is just so amazing and so awesome. Even the little fetus, even the little unborn baby, you are receiving something from them when you feel like you're doing everything for them. My God, what kind of God is he? I can't wait to get to heaven. I got to see this God that we serve and sit down with him and say, dude, man, I need to know some more about you. You are amazing. How do you do these things that you do? Because I don't understand it. Yeah, the Bible says that when we get raptured and when we see him and when we meet him, we will be like him. I know that's what the Bible says. I still can't comprehend that. I still think. Uh, there will be questions for me uh, when I see him. Uh, he is just so amazing. Uh, he is just so wonderful. Uh, he is just so powerful. Uh, he is just so powerful. I'm still wanting to know who are you? How do you know to just do things the way you do it? I want to sit down with my God. <laughs> I want to sit down with my Jesus. Anybody want to sit down with him to find out some stuff? Anybody want to know some more about the things that he does? His mind and his ways are so different from ours. He is so amazing that I need to know because, God, there is nobody like you. The unborn child. You're getting something from the unborn child. Oh, my God. How does he come up with these things? What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. He is so wonderful. He is so amazing. Oh, man. I wish I could tell you uh, just how I feel this morning. Life doesn't mean anything. And life is not even life uh, if you live without Christ. Uh, because it's in him we live and move uh, and have our being. Uh, I don't want to exist without Christ. Uh, I don't want to exist without the power of the Holy Spirit uh, guiding and moving me. I don't want to exist without him. I don't care about life without him. Take me out of here before I can live, before you let me live without Jesus. Not living without Jesus. It don't make any sense to live without Jesus. It don't make any sense to try to go through life and say, well, yeah, there's a higher power, but you know, God help us. I understand that it's because I know what I know why I'm like this. And hopefully somebody here today will know what they know so they can live as crazy and as just committed to God as you can. I hope somebody can get the same revelation and the same oh encounter with God that you will live that kind of way where you will just give it all to him and say, I could care less about anything else. Oh, yeah. Don't matter. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Because everything that happens in our life that matters is because he is working in that midst. Everything you enjoy, everything that you can imagine that's good for you, not that's bad, that's good for you, it's him that made it possible. So even though you don't even realize sometimes what he's doing, you ought to realize that man. It's, it's the Almighty that's behind all of this. It's the Almighty that's behind all of this. 
in 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 Timothy, First Timothy, that we 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 visited the portion of scripture. Uh, if you read through that, you will see the Apostle Paul is guiding Th- Timothy in how to give order in the church. He described proper worship, men with uplifted holy hands and women adorned with modesty. He then turns to the importance of women oh, being submissive to their husband. And in, in closing in this series of thoughts, he made some interesting comments. He said, Eve, sin's pioneer. <laughs> She's a pioneer of sin. (laughs) But you know I don't agree with that. You know I told you Adam was the one that sinned. Eve disobeyed. You catching that? Let me take a commercial break. Y'all need to start coming on Thursday. I'm getting ready to change my teaching and preaching. Um, I just feel strongly about this. I was praying yesterday. And I think, trust me, I feel like God, two things that God put in my spirit yesterday when I was praying. And one of the things I'm going to be doing is I'm going to slow it down for y'all. Because I think sometimes I say things in passing that is very important and you just receive it in passing as well. And I think sometimes I need to stop and work it. Till you get it. Until you say, okay, 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 we got it. Right? I need you, I need you to be all, almost like just, just, right, get off it now, preacher. I got it. That's kind of how I'm going to preach to you now, teach to you on Thursdays. I want you to say in your mind, I got it, or shout it out. I got it! I got it. But but, but I want to slow it down for you so you can get it. I want to break the scriptures apart so you can understand every word, every letter, every meaning of the scripture. Because it's so essential and so important that we don't miss anything. Bible called Eve the pioneer of sin. But... I'm giving Eve a break because I think Adam is the pioneer of sin because he was the one that heard from God and he was supposed to slap the fruit out of her hand and tell her, I'm not messing with you on that. You know what God said? I told you what God said. Don't get me involved. God, you made her. He could have said it then. He said to God, you made her after he indulged with her. New revelation. I stumbled on that one. Right? He could have he could have said before he took a bite. Yo, stay right there. Because if lightning strike, I don't want to be close by. Because <laughs> you just did wrong and I told you not to do that. And then he could say, pray and say, God, the woman you have given me, she messed up. But listen to this. Here was some here here's what some preacher said. He was never gonna do that. Why? We so selfish. You know why he's never going to do that? Because the Bible says, the soul that sinneth shall surely die. So if he would have backed up off her and complained, guess what would have happened to her? What would have happened to her? And then what would happen to him? You see how? <laughs> Y'all see it? We talking about the first man and first woman. The dude was intelligent enough to say in his mind, calculate all of this. She ate the fruit and I told her not to eat the fruit because God told me to tell her not to eat the fruit. And she ate the fruit right then and there. He could have backed up off of her and says, 
we've just got to wait for God to do something about this because I am not getting involved in that. But he didn't do it because of selfish reasons. God would have had to get rid of her. And he wasn't trying to have that because he got something for himself. What did he say when he got her? Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. I looked at all the animals and they had a partner and I didn't have no partner. And now God gave me a partner and now I got a squill on her and no longer have a. Man, selfishness go back to the garden. My Lord, we just, oh, God help us. The dude wouldn't report on his wife. Why? He didn't want to lose her. He wanted to have his own boo with him. All the animals had their boo. He said, I'm not getting up off my boo. No way. So guess what, God? I ain't telling you nothing. Like God don't know everything. When we get selfish, we can't think straight. (laughs) We get selfish, we can't think straight. Because, yeah, dude, you ain't tell, but what you think God didn't see? Ah, let me move on. Y'all probably, some of these things tickle me in the Bible. So he described proper worship and all that stuff. He turns to the importance of the submissive wife to her husband and in closing, all of that stuff. So Adam is the pioneer of sin. But because of Eve disobedience, that puts her into the sin category as well. And so the scripture says that even though she sinned, she was saved. Through childbearing. Literally. The Messiah, Jesus Christ. God manifest in flesh would be born through a woman. Eve started the lineage of what the Messiah would come through. And so without the woman giving birth. Oh, God help me. The God that we know today as Jesus Christ couldn't have come to this earth legally. Angel, uh, the demons are here illegally. Did you know that? Demons are here illegally. They're trying to walk around like they belong when they don't belong. This is not their world. And this is why God has given us power over them. This is why demons should not have power over people. That is only if you have God living in you. If you have God living in you, then no demons can have power over you. That's why the Bible says greater is he that is in me than everything that's in the world. So the bottom line is if I got God in me, I could care if a million demons come by. All I got to do is stand and say, let the Lord be Lord in my life and the power of God will be unleashed on all demons and all that come against you. And so you don't have to worry about it if you got God living in you. Every demon have to bow. Every tongue have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so as long as you got God in you, you got power over demons. You got power over the the fallen angels, if you will, please. And so all we got to do is let the Lord fight our battles. That's what the Bible says. God will fight your battle. And it's not you that will defeat the demons. It's the God in you that will defeat the demons. And that's why we need God to dwell and live and move in us. Oh, God help us today. God help us today. 
And so we, we gotta realize, we gotta realize how, how, how powerful it is to have God living in us. The Messiah came through the birth process. He came legally. Mary gave birth to God manifest in flesh. Mary gave birth to the creator of the world. Mary gave birth to the king of kings and the lord of lords. Mary gave birth to the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the one which is, which was, and which is to come, the only wise God, the only true, and you not get me this morning, Mary didn't just give birth to any kind of child. Mary gave birth to almighty God. He came into this world as a human and he chose the way that everybody else except for Adam and Eve came into this world. Do you understand how amazing God is? That he decided the way to save his people that he created, he had to become like them, even though that was already decided before he even created us. But the point is, he didn't fall from out of the sky, which he could have. This is why it's so important. I wish everybody could understand the importance. Uh, we had a preacher that talked about this Friday night and even Saturday in our business session. You got to understand the importance of that Jesus Christ is God manifested. You, you better get that and you better not argue that. I can't say that enough. You better get that Jesus Christ is God manifest, that God came into this world as man. You know why you have to get that? Because if you don't get that, you will not understand the power that he possessed. This is why you got to get it. You, when you get it, because, because our mind is so warped and we're so off that we don't realize the very essence of that being true is why we can lean on him. is why we can depend on him. is why we can say, I am not worried. Thou, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I can fear, I don't have to worry about anything because if almighty God can come into this world legitimately and legally and not just use this trump card is God. If he can do that, what can't he do? If you want to believe that Jesus Christ is a son separate from God, that's easy. I don't want I don't want, I'm not serving that God. That's how, that's how confident both. I'm not serving that God that's separate. Because he ain't got no power. We want to believe that Jesus is separate and God is separate. Then that wasn't no great miracle for him to come to the earth. Ain't no great miracle. If all Jesus was was just a regular old dude that was just born to a regular old lady, regular mom, if that's all he is, we all in trouble. Talking about we, we, we going to heaven. If that's all it is, we might as well just start hitting the door. Ain't no need to go back to church. And that's what people are not understanding about understanding that God is one. And when he came into this world, he manifested himself by becoming a human. And when we get to heaven, we're not going to see God and the Son. When we get to heaven, we're going to see Jesus. We better get that. 
Because if you get that, then you won't, you won't, you won't have to crawl and, 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 and wonder, am I ever going to make it? Am I ever going to get through? Is this ever going to be different for me? You don't have to worry about it because if he can manifest, if this creator of everything can become human, what can't he do? What can he do? And so I know him that way. And so because I know him that way, I proclaim him boldly. I preach him boldly because I know that about him. I know my redeemer lives. I know my deliverer lives. I know my savior lives. I know my king lives. I know all power comes from him and there is no power that exists that didn't come by God himself. Nothing. No one. No power in this world except for the power of God. And so, mothers, I want to say to you, you never know who you may be giving birth to. God used you to give birth to God. (laughs) So God can use you today. To give birth. There's only one God, so we won't give birth to another God. But God can use you to give birth to a faithful, committed Sunday school teacher. God can use you to give birth to a a faithful prayer warrior, someone that just pray for everybody and for their family, that pray for their community. God can use you to give birth to that person. God can use you to give birth to an evangelist, a preacher that goes about and preach the gospel for people to be saved. God can use you, woman, to give birth to such a one. God can use you to give birth to a pastor and teacher. God can use you to give birth to somebody that is a world changer. God chose you, woman, and that's why we thank God for mothers. Mothers, you are blessed. You are blessed because what God is doing in you and what God has done in you and through you, he doesn't do that with a man. It's you that he chose to bring the Messiah into this world. It's you that he chose to bring the Almighty, the creator of everything, into this world. Mm-hmm. 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 On the other hand, sometimes a mother can give birth to a child who grows up and grows away. That can be challenging. You have a child, you give birth to a child, and you want the very best for them, and they grow up and grow away. I didn't want I didn't want to preach to you this morning and not preach everything. Our life, because of just the way life is, can become complicated sometimes. But that's why we need Jesus. And when you have Jesus, even in the times of complications, and the time of frustration, and the time of not understanding what be going on, at least you can take solace in God and say, God, you understand. This is painful. This is hurtful. But only you understand. I believe that's one of the reasons why most of the time you see women 
just it's just so much easier for them to press their way through into the presence of God because that whole uh, characteristics of being a mother of bearing a child there's something so different and special about it that 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 there's an understanding that mothers have that allows them to be able to press into the presence of God because of just who they are as a mother there's some characteristics that God has given you that helps you to just press your way on in. Listen to this. Someone said, you know, as I was preparing this, I felt so many different emotions as I was preparing this. Someone said that to have a child is to make the lifelong decision to have your heart living on the outside of your body. When a mother gives birth to children, to her, we don't understand. Fathers, brothers, we have no idea. To her, it's like her heart living on the outside of her body. Because every move of that child, everything that happens with that child, it it it, it it's going to cause some kind of emotional response from that mother. Why? We just went over it. The child left something inside the mother. The, the, the child left 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 those those blood cells inside the mother, and so the mother can't help it. Her child could be just not what she expected him to turn out to be, or her to turn out to be, but she can't help herself but to just begin uh, to respond to whatsoever that's happening to that child. Because as a mother, your child represents your heart, and you're walking and living and moving every day, and your heart is outside of your body because every move your child makes, everything that happens with your child you are just move with emotion and with compassion oh and you want to know are they okay because your heart is living on the outside of you oh my god help us help us help us help us how often does mothers, oh, just look around, look on their children, and it's like their heart they're carrying around. We don't know what's going on through in their minds and how they're responding, and sometimes they don't talk about it. But because that child left something in them, because that child is their heart, because that child is not just a child, but it's someone they gave birth to, and now they are worried about everything and how everything goes in that child's life they're carrying their heart on the outside of their body this is why God says God don't miss this is why he says honor your mother and you will have long life on this earth because God already told her from the garden that she will experience pain in childbirth. And so God is saying to us people that came into this world, we God is saying, don't you understand what she went through to have you? Oh, God, help us. Don't, are you understanding this, why God is saying it? I don't care what you think of your mother, how they treated you or not treated you. I don't care how it went. I don't care if she treated the other kids better than you. What God is saying to you this morning is, do you understand what she went through uh, to bring you into this world uh, and because she went through uh, all of what she went through to bring you into this world honor her God knows what he's talking about 
Tell your neighbor, God knows what he's talking about. And so I draw close to the closing of this word today. Galatians chapter 4, verse 21. Galatians chapter 4, verse 21. Listen, no, no, verse 22. Sorry, I start, I'm going to start in verse 22. <laughs> Look over audio visual. She's looking out the side of her eye like, that's not what you told me. Man, I'll be covering my bases everywhere. Galatians chapter 4, verse 22. For it is written that Adam had two sons. <laughs> I've been thinking about Adam. I've been preaching Adam to you. Now I've got to switch to Abraham. For it is written. At least you're paying attention, right? For it is written that Abraham had two sons. One by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way. I'm reading in the NIV version. But his son by the free woman was born as a result of a promise from God. These things may be taken figuratively for the woman represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves, this Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and correspond to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. Just so you understand a little bit, let me help you out what's going on here. God is using some life situation that occurred in the Bible to teach us about some spiritual things. And I'll get into that in just a second. But you know that Abraham, Sarah couldn't have children right away. And because she couldn't have children right away, but God had made the promise that she would, they try to speed the process up. We'd be trying to speed God's process up. If God says something, you don't have to worry about when it will take place. Just know that it's going to take place. Can we be comfortable with that? When God says things, it will be done. We just have to stop worrying about when. When, God, when. And the more you worry about when, the more you start getting yourself in trouble. Because you don't do anything right away. But from the moment you start trying to figure out when it will happen, you jamming yourself up. Because you're going to get out ahead of God and try to do something and then try to phrase it and make it like, oh, yeah, God, that's it right there. I got Bible for that. When Sarah couldn't have the baby right away, even though God had promised, she said to her husband, go sleep with the maid. I think that's what that. Let me phrase it in our our day language. Go sleep with the maid. That's the will of God. That is what God meant by we having a baby. Because you and I are married, and if she, because she's our slave, if she had the baby, it's ours. So it's like, that's kind of what God was saying. That's how they was rolling. That's what she. That's what the explanation was. If she have a baby by you, Abraham, since she's our slave, it's our child. So guess what? That's what God meant. When God said, you will have a child from both of you. 
somehow we know how to phrase it up and fix it up to make God's word be something different than what God is saying. We got to be careful of that. So they fixed it to make it seem like that's what God said. So now Hagar, Abraham went and slept with her. She got pregnant. Now, she is a bondwoman is what the Bible called her, meaning she was their servant. So she was under their control. After a while, her son got big, moving about. Sarah got pregnant, finally, on God's time, not on their time. So now she gets pregnant, stomach coming out here. Man, now she's in a conundrum because the bottom line is God's word is true. And they have this other child running around around here now. And so she had her child. And lo and behold, she's treating her child better than the other child. Take that to the bank. Just me and my husband right here. So she's treating that child. Cause the other, she's not even like a wife before. She is their servant. So the bottom line is, this child is the heir to the throne. That one, whatever. And so that's how they were rolling. And so... Of course, Hagar was like, I'm not having that. You want to lay up with me? We have a child, and now you want to treat me like a stepchild? She said, I'm not having that. And so she was about to leave out. God said to Hagar, God spoke to the person that weren't really living for God. She was living in a house where people served God. And so God spoke to Hagar. Go submit to your, 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 your boss. I'm just giving you our terminology. Go submit to your boss, which is Sarah. And she submitted to Sarah. But Sarah just didn't like it. So Sarah went and told Abraham, listen, that maid and that kid, they got to go. That's what the Bible says. I'm paraphrasing all for you. They got to go. They can't stay here. Me and my son and you, we will raise our kid. They got to go. They can't stay here. Isn't it like us? Make a mess and then try to act like we didn't make the mess. Life don't change, man. If we read this book, my Lord, we will learn a lot of things. And so we make a mess and try to clean up our mess like we never messed up. They got to go. Let us live our nice family now. And so Abraham was torn because no matter what, that's his son. That's his son. And so he was just destroyed about that. I can't just send my son just anywhere out of this house. That's my son. And he prayed and the Lord says, dude, do what your wife said. Do what your wife said. And so Abraham called Hagar and his son and gave them a little bit of gift and said, I got to send you off. His heart probably was broken. I can't, I just, just keep it real. His heart probably was broken because he got to do what God said. But here is the truth. Abraham, you was the man of your house. Man. And you had every right again, just like Adam, you had every right to say, I'm not doing that. God told us that we would have a child just between us. I'm not doing what you want, Sarah. I don't care how much you want to be miserable and keep blah, 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 blah. I'm not doing it. I'm trusting God. So he had the right to do that. So his broken heart came from him. 
His heart was broken and he was down, but it was his fault. He had the right to tell his wife as the head of his home, honey, God said this is the way it's going to work. Just let's wait on God. And you know, wives, they can wear you out. But the only thing, the only remedy for a wife wearing a man out is Jesus. <laughs> Boy, that's the only thing that can keep us going, Bob, because we can't deal with them without Jesus. If we ever try to deal with them without Jesus, we will lose our minds. <laughs> right, Brother Jackson? All right. I know I'll get a I know I get an amen over there. I know where to find the amens at. I'm getting the amen right here. He ain't gonna say it loud like Brother Jackson, but he's just giggling like his whole body moving up here. We can't do it without Jesus. So instead of him saying, I know what the Lord said, he went with the flow. And so now he gotta send his son off with the maid. And give them a couple of gifts. And now we got to walk around with broken heart. Boom. Now, just for some of you who don't know this, Dennis, in case you don't know this, we have problems in the Middle East today because of that mistake right there. For some of you that don't know, you know what transpired there? The first son, Ishmael, is still Abraham's son. There's no doubt about it. But Isaac, who is Abraham's son, he was the promise. So the issue in the Middle East is they're trying to hold true to what has always been true. The firstborn rules. Who was the firstborn? The one with the... So that's what started the Muslim religion, the Arab nation. That's what started it. So now you got that nation. And they battling the Jews because they're saying, what you have belonged to us. Because we were the firstborn. Oh, God, help us. Just because they wouldn't wait on God. This is what the Middle East is about. Wouldn't wait on God. And so the problem is going on. The Muslims, the Arabs are saying, this and this belong to us because everything over there belonged to us because the firstborn. And the Jews are saying, no, no, no. When we deal with the things of God, it's all about what God says. And God says, Isaac is the promise. And so Isaac is the one that get what God promised. And so we're never going to cease with that battle right there. That's going to go on forever because of that mistake. It's never going to stop. Because of that mistake. So, you know, we talking about peace in the Middle East. Never going to stop. Because of that right there. You see how powerful our Bible is? And we take we sleep on this word and don't understand that we can solve this world problem with that book. But we don't even realize it. But anyway, I move on. I'm getting close to closing here. And so, now, we're dealing with this problem. But here is what the Bible is trying to say from the text that we read. It's saying... That the Arab nation, remember how it got started? A bondwoman. Woman in slavery. And Isaac, the Jewish nation, 
started with a free woman, a woman of God. So when the Bible is talking about bond and free, in this particular case, it's talking about people that are in God, they're free, and people that are not in God, they're in bondage. God keep it consistent. Clear across the board. This don't have nothing to do with culture or race. It has to do with whether you are on the Lord's side or you're not. Listen. The Bible is trying to teach us something here today. And it's telling us that if we are on the Lord's side, we're free. If we're not on the Lord's side, we're in bondage. And so what will happen is, which happens in the natural and the spiritual. Here it is. What happens is now, the people that are in bondage will try to persecute the people that are free. Literally and spiritually. What are the Arabs doing right now? We need to wipe out everybody off the earth that's not Muslim. ain't getting the politics on Mother's Day. I'm just trying to tell you what the Bible is trying to tell us. So their deal is we need to get rid of everybody that don't believe the way we believe. So the bond people are persecuting the free people. If you ever go and talk to the people in Jerusalem, they will tell you, we don't fight wars. We do not start wars. You know what they tell you? We defend ourselves. So they're constantly being persecuted and they have to defend themselves. You want me to tell you how true that is? Jews cannot live in any Muslim country. When I went to Israel, plenty of Muslims living in Israel. Now go explain that one to me. Why are they able to live in Israel, but the Jews from Israel can't go to any Muslim place? They can't go live in Jordan. They will they be gone. They wipe them out. So that lets you know who is persecuting who. That's all the point I'm trying to make. That lets you know who is persecuting who. And so today, as children of God, help me, Holy Ghost. As you try to live for God, and you try to be holy, and you try to be righteous, and you try to live by faith, and you try to walk right, and talk right, and live right, you are feeling persecution from the bond people, the people that are in bondage, and you're making them deceive you in thinking that they're the free people, and you're the people in Somebody better help me in here this morning. I am not afraid to say who I am and who I believe and what I look like and how I act and how I live for God because I'm free. I'm a child of God. I was blood bought. I was washed. I was cleansed. I was filled with the Spirit. And today I'm free. I'm no longer controlled by this world and the system and the people that are living according to the world. 
Oh, somebody need to praise the Lord for that. Uh, you need to understand, uh, I don't have to bow uh, at my persecutors. Uh, I don't have to bow uh, before my persecutors. Uh, they can do whatever they want, uh, but I'm going to live for Jesus. Uh, and if I live for Jesus, Paul, uh, he will fight my battles. Uh, he will defend me. Uh, and when they try to persecute me, uh, the Lord will fight my battle. I am not going to submit to them. We struggling. I hope I can help somebody in here this morning uh, to, to once and for all, uh, don't be struggling with looking like a Christian. Uh, don't be struggling with talking like a Christian. Uh, don't be struggling uh, with just living like a Christian. Uh, I am not going to let anybody uh, make me feel uh, less than uh, when I'm the one that's free and they're the one that's in bondage. Uh, oh, no, you won't, baby. I'm going to live this thing uh, because God has set me free. Uh, who the sun set free uh, is truly free indeed and we need to live for God like we're free the mother gave birth to the Messiah who is Jesus the savior of the world and he is responsible for us being free today clap your hands unto the Lord come on give God some praise You need to give the Lord praise today. You need to thank God that you are free. We had it wrong all this time. We've been having it wrong. We think coming to church is keeping us in bondage. We think looking holy is keeping us in bondage. We think talking righteous is keeping us in bondage. Let me tell you the other way around, somebody. I was at the barbershop last night, and we're kicking it, and somebody that don't know me, we're all talking, we're just having barbershop conversation, and the one guy, barber don't curse, he not saved, but he don't curse, not unless he's upset or something, and his curse word probably wouldn't be good, because he stammers. And so he stuttered. Y'all call it stumber, stutter, but we call it stammer. But it, it, it just probably, the curse word probably just wouldn't come out good anyway. I got to say that to him next time I'm getting a cut. Like, I, I'm glad you don't cuss, because if you ever try to cuss, you'd be just trying to, uh, 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 it probably wouldn't come out right. Jazz going to kill me. <laughs> but, 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 but Jazz don't curse. But he had a guy in there, I think they kind of, they really close. And the guy, every other word was a curse word. And I, you know, I cringe when I hear them, but I keep on going because I'm trying to reach lost people. So I don't let it put me off and I become so righteous that I can't deal with it because I'm trying to get to you. So if I'm trying to get to you, there's some things I'm just going to have to deal with because my focus is on how can I help you get saved, not your curse words. But my point of telling you the story is who was in bondage? He couldn't have a regular conversation without cussing. Now, here is something. This is how far, this is how we let ourselves get tricked. You think he talked to his boss at work like that? You see, how, you see how we, you see how we let ourselves just get so carried away with stuff. You think he talked to anybody professional like that? So when he can't help but to talk like that, that thing have control over him. I'm trying to make a point about bondage. 
I'm trying to make a point about bondage. And so I'm free. And I could have had a conversation all night long, not one curse word. But there was a time uh, where every word I said, every other word that I said, uh, it was a curse word. Uh, and it just kept coming out. It kept coming out. Uh, I was once where he was. Uh, and when I was there, uh, I was in bondage. Uh, but I'm no longer there, uh, which means I'm no longer in bondage. Uh, and I thank God uh, for being free. Uh, I thank God uh, for giving me a spirit. Uh, I thank God uh, for washing me by the blood. Uh, I thank God uh, that today uh, I can live free uh, and I don't feel no way uh, living for God. Uh, I love living for God. Uh, I love serving the Lord. Uh, I love looking holy and righteous. We got to love this thing. What are you worrying about? You're free. You're free. Those people that think you should look like them, they're not free. And if you start looking like them, you're not. How are you going to look like them and then be free? The church is acknowledged in the scripture as a mother. And so I bring down a plane. I'm landing. You want to know spiritually some of the titles that the church have. The Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. And if you're the bride of Christ, the bride have children. And when you have children, that makes you a mother. And so the church is considered the mother in the spiritual sense. And so only way you can be a mother, oh God is so good, is by having children. You, 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 you gotta have children. Yes, you can adopt and mother children. But God in his own way of how he does things, the church is the mother. When people come into the church that are lost and they become born again. Do you understand how God don't mix? He don't miss a thing. You think it's coincidence why the Bible says in order to be saved, you must be born again because when you become born again, you are now being born by the mother which is spiritual, the church of the living God, and you become a child of God, in order to become a child of God, we must be born again of the water and of the Stand with me, stand with me. The church is the mother of our spiritual being. And we have to realize that when we become a part of the church, we become a mother. We become nurturers of people that are born again. This is why it's important to to make sure everybody is being nurtured. Everybody is being fed. Everybody is being taken care of because the mother is supposed to nurture her children. The mother is supposed to make sure the children are taken care of. And so we at the church of the living God, every one of us make up the church. Every one of us make up this church. And so we need to take care of those who give their life to God. And become children. When when people are born again, they are our baby. 
when people repent of their sins and say, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they get baptized and they get filled with the Holy Ghost, they are our baby. We're supposed to feed them and we're supposed to nurture them and we're supposed to rock them and we're supposed to make sure that they're fed and they're okay. God is amazing how he does things, how he lines things up and keep everything just right and do what he got to do. And so salvation came by way of childbearing. The Bible says Jesus Christ, his name, one of the names the Bible called him is what? Emmanuel, God with us. <laughs> and so we know that the woman Mary, the Virgin Mary, gave birth to Almighty God in the flesh. And today our world could be saved because God came into this world. He came through the process of childbearing. And now we know that if we're going to be saved, we got to be born as well into the kingdom of God. And it's the church that administers this process of us being born again. Before I dismiss today, here's what I feel like the Lord wants to do. As I prayed yesterday, I feel them pressing my heart. If you need healing today, mothers first, and if anybody else after that need healing, I want you to come before I close out this thing. I feel like God wants to heal somebody. I felt, I felt that yesterday when I was praying. I feel like God wants to heal. As I began to pray yesterday, I, feel, I felt over there. There was three things that I felt strongly about yesterday. One of them was healing. The other thing is about teaching the scripture a certain way. And the other thing that I will get into eventually is holiness. Three things God impressed in my heart strongly yesterday, and it just moved me with so much passion. And so I'm going to obey the spirit of God from what he laid on my heart yesterday. He wants to heal. And so we're going to pray for your healing today. God's going to touch you. It is God's will that you feel better in your body. It is God's will that you are healed. God don't want you to suffer the pain. God wants your body to be touched. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The mothers first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want for you, you all to help me pray. I want you to stretch your hands forward. We're going to pray today for healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I was directed by you. And so I pray now by the authority of the word of God and the power of your spirit that Lord from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet that you will heal her. Not just her body but her mind. Give her a sound mind. Let her mind oh God be stayed on you. I pray peace and I pray comfort. I pray focused and I pray Lord God that she will be whole and she will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Father in the name of Jesus I pray 
pray by your wonderful touch that, Lord God, you will miraculously touch her body and heal her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Oh, God, we pray the prayers of faith we have anointed with oil. Now, my God, I believe your word and I'm believing you that the pain, it will leave your body right now, that the sickness will leave your body right now and that your body will be whole, that your body will be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for miraculous healing by the power of God, the power of your name. I pray for healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, there will be a miraculous touch from you now and that, Lord God, she'll receive healing. She'll receive the touch from heaven and that, God, she will be healed and be made whole. Eradicate sickness and diseases and ailments, Lord God, and put strength into her body in the name of Jesus. There is nothing too hard for you, Lord God. You created the body that we are moving in. And so, Lord, now I pray that by your wonderful power that you will intervene now and command the things that must be done. That, Lord, healing will begin to take place miraculously right now. By your spirit, by your touch, by your power, receive healing, receive wholeness right now in the name of Jesus, 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 I pray God's miraculous touch in your body. In your body right now, in your body right now, in your body right now, in your back. Oh God, right now, will you run your hands upon this body and let her receive healing. Let her receive the touch from heaven. Be whole. Be healed. Receive the strength of the Lord. In Jesus' name. 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 God is you that is all powerful. God it is you that's all powerful. And Lord, we put our trust and confidence in you. Release your healing virtue from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Touch her mind, Lord. Touch her body, Lord. I pray strength. I pray a refreshing, a renewing. I pray healing in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray a refreshing. I pray a new day. I pray new strength. Hey, by the power, the power of the name of Jesus and the authority of the word of God. Be healed in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You're in the right place. You're in the right place right now. You're in the right place right now. God is here and ready to touch you. Oh God, touch her in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch her arms. Touch her, Lord. Touch her body. Lord, let her receive strength. Let her receive healing. Uh, 